how does it work in your marriage with, you know, two different business owners going mm-hmm. at it? Cause you don't see that very often. Like, um, where, where both are business owners of separate businesses. Yes. Uh, it works really great. Uh, when I first met Jason, I <laughs> asked to look in his QuickBooks and his business. What was his business? Uh, his business is uh, waterproofing. So fa- waterproofing and foundation repair in Connecticut. And uh, I was going to say, is he doing the freaking black tar thing? <laughs> like, no. <what>? Oh, man. <laughs> Flexi seal. Oh, he hates that thing. C- can't so can't flex seal just solve all of, take all of his it's business? The duct tape of waterproofing, right? <laughs> no, uh, he, he does that with sump pumps and dehumidification. He's a, an indoor environmentalist if you will. And he is killing it. He, he, uh, worked a job for six months coming out of school. He graduated early from McGill, worked a job for six months and then said, I can do this better at 22, started his own business. Mm. And it's now 17 years strong. 17 years. Yeah. And so it's a local business in Connecticut, local business in Connecticut. I mean, you guys in Vegas don't really need our services until yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> they, they said we were going to have a hurricane. I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> I know. I was nervous. I was like, how are the flights going to be? But so Jason does basement waterproofing foundation repair. He's very much in the trades, but he is an entrepreneur at heart. Yeah. Full, full blood entrepreneur and, uh, and just so business savvy. I came in from the corporate background with the books and the details and the systems and knowing the corporate, we'll say, no, I had to navigate a corporate organization and navigate communication. And I think that we bring such unique skill sets to everything that we just came from different worlds of business. Yeah, no, hundred percent. So what happened? Do you guys plan to have kids or anything? Like, what do you think is going to happen there? Uh, we would love to have children. We are contemplating, uh, adoption actually, okay. and we're contemplating fostering, but uh, the plan is to start a family, especially now that I'm completely location agnostic and he has to spend less time in the business. We're going, this is actually a great opportunity because people always make the excuse of like, we're not ready, not enough time. Yeah. And congratulations, by the way, you just had your third. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you there's no good time to have a kid and no, no. <laughs> and not just literally what happened with you guys, but yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no good time to have a kid. It, you just, you're, it's just going to happen. You just have to commit to it and say, this is going to be part of our life now. So we're looking forward to the day that comes when we start a family. But, uh, right now we're deciding what country we want to stay in. So yeah. It's a little challenging. I guess what I'm interested in is how are you guys going to manage raising kids? You know, mm-hmm. if you're both entrepreneurs running your business, like what's the plan? I know you're remote. Yeah. So like, you can theoretically yeah. just manage. We are, I mean, it's a really big priority for us to manage how the kid learns and we're going to teach them about business hands down. Like yeah. there is no, you can't escape. Like we're going to be the most boring parents. <laughs> They're going to thank us one day. Yeah. Uh, no, we're, we're really, and, and language is big too. We want them to be raised Spanish. outside the U S in Costa Rica yep. as well and get that perspective. Are, are you on Duolingo? Uh, Duolingo. My husband is on Rosetta Stone. I've been speaking Spanish since I was 11. Oh, you're good then. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm on Duolingo. I'm like 160 days in. I still suck. (laughs) Like it's not. (laughs) I get by down there. It's actually great. There's actually an element of respect people have when you can walk up to them and speak fluent Spanish. They're like, oh, Oh, okay. She's not like a stupid gringo. Did your parents speak um, <laughs> Spanish or no, how'd you learn? They, no, we're uh, Irish, French, Canadian, and English. And my, uh, I actually studied Spanish. I went to take Spanish in, in school when I was 11. You know how you take Spanish yeah. or French in America. Uh, I wanted to take French because all my girlfriends were, but my dad said, no daughter of mine is going to find herself on spring break in Montreal trying to get a cab to get home. <laughs> You're taking Spanish. Yeah. And I didn't know what that meant. I'm 11 and I'm like, what's spring break? Yeah. So, 
So uh, he basically said, you're taking Spanish. And uh, here we are, actually. So you you learned it from actual high school and stuff. Actual high school and stuff. And then I minored in it. And I I just loved it. I, I took to it so quickly. And I wanted to teach language. That was actually my my passion. Uh-huh. I said, my favorite subject is Spanish. And my dad said, that's awesome. But do you want to keep going to Disney World? Yeah. <laughs> do well, you so- want to keep doing this? You need to be teaching this language. And he pointed to the language of business. Math. Math and account- <laughs> well, it's accounting. Yeah. He, he dared me to take an accounting class in high school and said, if you love it, I'll like, if you hate it, I'll never bug you again to become an accountant or do business. Right. But if you love it, you have to major in it. Yeah. And we, here we are. <laughs> what would you say for me if I want to learn Spanish? What should I do? You have to immerse yourself and try because one thing about um, especially Costa Ricans, is just by trying and having a few words in the sentence and speaking a little Spanglish, they will immensely respect you, give you high fives, hugs, the whole nine, and they will just welcome you in for trying because there are so many people who don't try right. and are just speaking English louder, thinking that's going to help. <laughs> and you just want to be very respectful of the culture and learn as you go, ask questions. And we actually have in, in Coco where we live, there's actually a Spanish club where this woman will take you around, go to the coffee shop and teach you how to order. Yeah. And there are people there that will teach you and be very patient. So right. immersion is everything. That's what Jason So I don't doing. have, I don't have a choice. I just have to move there to learn. Like yeah, I'm not going to learn it here. You you can learn it, but I think that you have to immerse yourself in it and be practicing all the time and speaking it because Jason learned it, my husband, from reading. Uh, well, another thing is sign up for the uh, the local Facebook groups, okay. like the local news Facebook groups. Okay. You can start piecing together the news story by process of elimination of what's going on. So you might see a headline mm. and then realize, oh, this is about a shooting that took place over here because of this or because of that. And then you realize what the words mean in context because you know the context already. Got it. So if you already know the story, you can kind of figure out what the words are telling you because they kind of relate to English. And I don't know if you know any, I know like the Filipino language is also yeah. Tagalog is a little yeah. bit influenced by Spanish. Yep. You can kind of figure out the the gist of it. And Jason actually, he's brilliant. He figured out how to read Spanish and I no longer have a language I can speak like he can't. So it's a bummer. <laughs> I can't talk about him in front of other people anymore. There you go. <laughs> I, I thought about watching like Netflix shows in Spanish and he stuff. He watched Narcos in Spanish, which okay. was not an effective strategy because now he knows every swear word in Spanish. <laughs> he knows how to piss off a drug cartel. I, I already knew all the swear words because when I was playing baseball, oh. I just had all these Dominicans and Venezuelans yes. and it was that's, it seemed like that was the only words they knew. And so that <laughs> yeah. was what we did. It's every other, it's the most common word in, uh, in Narcos is, is a certain word. And Jason kept pronouncing, like testing yeah. it, like, like, like hooked on, <laughs> like he would go in and be like saying it over and over. And I'm like, honey, <laughs> yep. like stop saying that so much. Like, don't say that too loud. So he's learning though. And I'm really proud of him. But, uh, yeah, I've just immersed myself in the language from age 11. I worked at McDonald's for six years when I was growing up. Uh, really? Oh, my dad made me the day I turned 14. He was like, get a work permit. You're done. You can work at 14. Yes, you can. Whoa. In Massachusetts. So I, I worked at 14 day. I turned 14. He's like, gravy train stops here. Go, go, uh, go put some fries down. What, what did your, now I got to hear about your dad. Cause he's like, <laughs> he's this, this dude's intense. He's what, so cool. What did he, what did he do? He, he was a CPA. Oh, he also was a CPA. He was a CPA. But he's a hardcore CPA. He was well, he was a hardcore dad. He yeah. was a hardcore CPA. <laughs> but he was like no putzing around. He just said, My daughter is going to he knew, he knew very, very soon that I was do you, did not he, a, I was not a laborer. I wasn't gonna work with my hands. Yeah. He was like, This girl needs to learn business. Do you think that he like wanted to mold you into a CPA? Hundred percent. He okay. wanted me to take over his firm. Okay. So he because I've been people have asked me that a lot. Back 
way before business, they're like, do you think your kids are going to play baseball? And I was like, if they want, I don't really care. Yeah. And they're like now saying, do you think your kids will run the businesses? I'm like, if they want, I don't really care. Like whatever they want to do. Whatever they want. Yeah. 